Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Yeah, oh, that's us. Hey. Oh, that ditty. Thank you, Brett Newski, for making that for us. Yeah, thank you, Newski. This is Cinebuds. I am 88.9's Justin Barney. And I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about if Beale Street could talk. You ready for this? I've never been more ready for anything in my whole life. You know I love you, no matter what happens. If Beale Street Could Talk is the new movie from director Barry Jenkins of Moonlight fame. I thought you were going to say, if Beale Street Could Talk, it would say the following. <laughs> I should have. That would have been much funnier. It is about a couple in Harlem, and it opens up, and he is in prison. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. And she is pregnant. This is not a spoiler. This is how the movie starts. And then the movie goes through their relationship, the relationship between their families, being black in New York in the 70s, and it is based on the book, uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Baldwin, yeah. By James Baldwin. Who, uh, I'm going to read every word he's ever written. Oh, my God. And hearing him, yeah. I mean, I, I wish that was going into the movie. I was like, I wish that they, I hope that they have James Baldwin oh, yeah, yeah. talking or doing like some readings from this because his voice is amazing. Yeah. Christopher Pollard, what did you think of If Beale Street Could Talk? I'm going to say this. I think it's one of the best movies I've seen in many years. hey yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Here's the thing is um, I loved Moonlight, too. Yeah. And it's a beautiful story. It's a sad but sweet story. He's honestly made two really matching films. These two films match stylistically. Yeah. They're both about love and family and the obstacles put in front of that. Uh, often by race, but also by ourselves. Um, so he's got so much heart in the movies he makes, but at the same time, and this is a rare combination, he's got the skills to to really highlight that because every aspect of this film is on point. And this is this exact same thing I said about Moonlight. The music, the costumes, the actors are unbelievable. Like the tone and the pacing. Everything about this movie he nails and he did the exact same thing with Moonlight. So people talk about this isn't his second film, but if, if it's the second most known film and if it's mm-hmm. talk about the sophomore slump, there is none. Wow. Yeah. High praise from Christopher Pollard. Oh, Best my, movie in years? In a long time. One of my, well, I would say one of my, I mean, they're, you know, categories, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely one of the biggest impacts a film's had on me in years. Yeah. Wow. Really good. I thought that it was good, not great. Really? Yeah. Did you, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Did you die inside before you saw the film? <laughs> <laughs> I did not die inside. I um, would like you to go to a doctor. I thought that it was, I thought that it was, it was really good. I enjoyed watching it. It was like yeah. a little long in parts and, uh, um, but I, I really liked it overall. It was this, this story from James Baldwin, a yeah. story between the couple and you kind of like you go in knowing that. Right. Certain issues must be resolved. Sure. And it was great seeing them resolved. And uh, uh, the style from Barry Jenkins, I thought, was a really nice touch. Yeah. And some of, just like some of the things he did with uh, the narration, kind of inserting these pictures in there, stylistically with actors looking directly into the camera, mm-hmm. kind of these long scenes and then these shorter scenes, uh, I thought were really great. And we're going to talk about all of those yeah. in the longer discussion that we have. So much to talk about. Please come listen. 
Support for CineBuds comes from your membership and associated bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film. Offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKEFilm. Member FDIC. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership at Steinhoffel's Furniture. Steinhoffel's offers mattresses and home furnishings for living rooms, bedrooms, and more. Steinhoffel's is a fourth-generation family-owned business based in Milwaukee and employs 800 people at their 19 locations across southeast Wisconsin. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. Hello. I hold my breath while we're, <laughs> while we're not on the air, so it's really nice when we come back. If Beale Street could talk, um, uh, what do you think made this stand out? I mean, you yeah. said that it was the best film that you've seen in years. It's really, it's really one of the better what's ones. Kind of, what's I mean, the defining characteristic of that? What I don't know, you know that there. Well, that's the thing is there isn't one because it's because he is so good at connecting, like the heart and the brain of the movie. Essentially, like there's this this incredibly touching story. Well, if I just focus on the story, what the best thing about that I think sure. is that it's very different in the sense that. A lot of films like this, they're going to focus hard on the opposition and the struggle and and that. And they that is obviously a very hard, huge part of it. But I realized as I was watching, most of the scenes, most of the characters are the ones that are supportive of one another. Yes. That are helping each other out, that are loving each other. Yes. They focus in this movie on the love a bit more than they do on the hate and the oppression. The, it's good that they have that in there because it's a very real part of it. Yeah. It's what is keeping them apart and everything. You know, there's obviously struggle in a film. Yeah. And in real life, turns out. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, the smiles on their faces, like anytime an actor smiled at one another, I almost burst out crying. <laughs> like yeah. that's how good the actors are and the script was. Just seeing their faces react. There, there's a scene where they go, they're looking for a place to live, and they're being turned down all these places. I was about to bring that up. Yeah. And uh, Dave Franco, odd choice. Yeah. Uh, but, but God bless. Uh, Dave Franco, it plays the, he's a Jewish landlord, and he's showing them the place. And he asks them, you know, let's be honest, uh, the main character, Fonny, asks them, why are you renting this to us? We've been to a lot of places, and we're having a hard time, and you're a white man, you're renting to us. And he just says, um, I want to rent to people who love each other. He goes, I don't care what color you are. I, you love each other. And that that makes me want to support you. Mm-hmm. I lost my <laughs> mind. I was, I made a noise. I was, a, I mean, I don't know. I think you'd call it sobbing. Uh-huh. But I, was, I did that at one point. A little, uh-huh. little breathing. I was just like, that, that defines the movie for me is the support and love he finds those and not just the 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 people who are trying to keep them right apart, you know? and there is like a bit of tension in the movie starts with um with him in prison he's he's played by Stephen James and um the main lead yeah. actress is Kiki Lane and uh, um he's in prison and she is visiting him and you don't know why he's in prison and she says i'm pregnant and uh, you kind of right away you're thinking What's their relationship like? Yeah. You know, like, this, this right. is a big moment for them. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this is a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. And how are they going to handle it? And uh, um, then it's like through the movie, it is revealed just how much they love each other. Yeah. And how supportive their family is. It's like, that was a real moment when they when she announces it to the family. And I'm like, they could, 
there's two ways to look at this. Yeah. You could look at, at a, a pregnancy as being a bad thing. You can look at it as being a good thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like the way that they have this family um, rally behind her and stick with her yeah. was really just um, a, a, an amazing way to look at yeah. this. Um, it also, this movie has a fantastic, like speaking of like the love that these characters have for yeah. each other and the support that they have, this movie features a, a great little side bit from Brandon Tyree Henry, my oh. new favorite actor uh. as of 2018. <laughs> um, Brandon Tyree Henry, I first saw him in um, in Atlanta, plays Paperboy. Oh, is he in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. And he's also in Widows, which we talked about earlier this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he just, he comes into this movie for this short period of time. Yeah. And he is—he's a great, he great actor. Yeah. He just like gives his huge, genuine smile yeah. and feel of love in this time of hardship, and uh, like what you were saying with the, all these characters being connected, he really like brings this breath into yeah. the film that I was just like, man, this dude. Yeah, yeah. There is something about this guy. Yeah. I want to see him. I'm—I would like love to see him in a lead role. No, you're absolutely year. right. He uh, his scene—it's <clears throat> a brief moment, but goes from a huge high where he's just this like. Fun, happy, like boisterous mm-hmm. fellow, and then he—they have this moment where they're, he's telling Fonny about his experience in prison. This is a flashback, so it's before Fonny goes to prison. It's sort of like a, a "What's to come for you?" Um, about how hard it was, and you see him become extremely scared and vulnerable when talking about it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. And again, I'm Olivia Coleman from uh, The Favorite, where you go from these highs and lows in one performance is always impressive. And he is really good. I read a thing about uh, that scene where he said Barry Jenkins made it very, very accessible for him just to talk. He said when he looked over, he didn't even see the crew. Barry Jenkins wasn't even in the room. Really? They set it up so he could just he could just be in the conversation. Wow. And he there was a lot of improv in that in that scene and in, in his whole character. And he said it was really. It felt real because there's nothing around. There's no lights. You couldn't see the lights. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. One, let's talk about the narration in this film. Yeah. I felt like that is one thing stylistically that really uh, separated and made it and pulled it apart. It is based on the book from James Baldwin. Yeah. And uh, you can tell, you know, yeah. at time, it, it like it feels like a book. There is a narrator. Yeah. The, the, um, Main actress Kiki Lane, she does the voiceover for yeah. the narrator who's kind of like telling her story through some of it. I felt like stylistically that was such a great way to propel it oh, forward yeah. and kind of make it feel different yeah. as a movie. And especially because it was written by James Baldwin and when she is essentially reading passages, I mean, yeah. she's narrating, but the passages from his book are, I mean, they're so beautifully oh. written. Right. And the phrases that he uses are... are James Baldwin, is, he's so lyrical and yeah, poetic while yeah. also getting to the point. Right. So I am i was like, when I started noticing the kind of how different this narration is than most narration, where it's not like, and then he walked into the bank and then things happened. Mm-hmm. No, this was like, oh, this is like almost a poem. And it really, really highlighted the things you saw on screen. And sometimes when they're doing this narration, um, Barry Jenkins did this does this also stylistic choice where they inserted some still photographs oh yeah really as well. the narration is being read and those are really hard hitting and you're in this you're in this movie which is this fictional depiction of this 
relationship of two people from decades ago. Yeah. And uh, there's a part of it that, you know, you're in a movie. Yeah. This is this is fiction. Yeah. And having the narration and putting those stills, even those those some of those might, I don't know if those were stills of actual those are actual photographs or those were I think that I those, those so. were mm -hmm. those really put it in that time and place and said this is a fictional story but is also grounded in reality these are things right. that happen to people every day these are these are um, and it says that at the beginning of the film too that this yeah. is a thing that is happening to people across the country yeah. and that was a real stylistic choice that said um, this this is a fictional story that is grounded in something that is very real and yeah. very easily could happen. It was really effective, and it was very much like Black Klansman, uh, which we saw and talked about, where Black Klansman at the end, they connect this period piece essentially to modern, to today, uh, to the events of today. And then in the film, they didn't have to. I mean, like, I feel like watching it, you're like, this happened in the 70s, but this is obviously still happening today. Mm. But those photographs um, of... Uh, what I assume were at the time, I think they were from the early 70s as mm. well, um, connected it to historically what was happening, but there's no doubt while watching that movie, like, yeah, this is all still very much the, the same situation we have now. Another thing that I felt like really worked in this film was Barry Jenkins had some of the key emotional moments where these the characters are talking to each other and they're talking about their love, and they're also talking about these very difficult things. Yeah. And he's got them talking right into the camera. Yeah. He's got them looking at the camera and kind of, like, delivering this monologue yeah. at, like, into your eyes. Right. Which I felt, like, really hit on dramatic uh, effect. It was really, you could see the actors acting, and yeah. like, there's sometimes when I... I you I'm watching that and I'm like they you know they're looking at a camera yeah. how are they doing this <laughs> yeah. you know how are they still believing that they are <laughs> yes it's it, like I said I think this movie fires on all cylinders um mm -hmm. the two other things I want to mention that stood out for me and exactly the same as moonlight uh the music in this uh, yeah. movie are phenomenal mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the yeah the songs they choose for sure there's a song at the end I want to say it was like uh, America. It was like a really cool version of America, like the ant, not the anthem, but you know, America. Yeah. Um, which I need to find out who who sang that. Um, but the score was so perfect and beautiful. It was, it was like there was a refrain that happened throughout, and I realized that refrain goes with sweet moments and terrifying moments equally well. Yes, there were moments. The music was unbelievable and the colors again moonlight had oh, this like blue cast over mm -hmm. the whole thing on these pinnacle scenes and this one had a variety of colors but there was a great moment right at the beginning where you see the two walking together and that you can tell they're in love and they're facing each other and i realized oh they're both wearing blue and gold <laughs> like like different versions of it and they matched in such an interesting way which kind of connected them mm -hmm. in a in the first scene that you see where they're like in love, the colors work that way too. And then I saw the themes of the colors that kind of went throughout. So, I mean, to be, to focus on all these aspects of a film is, I mean, it's, it's a lot to juggle and man, just killed it. So Yes. Yeah. So love if Beale Street could talk, go see it. If you don't see it, I will legit be mad at you. Well, uh, some people <laughs> might not see it because it was not nominated for oh, Best Picture. Let's yes. get into those gut reactions. I think we're just we're gonna do like a big Oscars omnibus, but um, you know all the 
Oscar nominations yeah. have been announced. And for Best Picture, if you haven't heard them yet, uh, Best Picture, the nominations in alphabetical order are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Okay, come on, guys. What do you think? <laughs> okay, the love part of this podcast is over now. <laughs> Now comes the frustration. I mean, if Beale, after I saw Beale Street Could Talk, which was just last night, I'm like, oh, wait, this wasn't in the Golden Globes that much. Oh, they'll correct that in the Oscars because mm -hmm. of how powerful and how recent it was. Man, I realize, I say this every time, the Oscars are stupid. Yeah. But I, am, I find them very frustrating and important somehow. Mm -hmm. Beale Street could talk. Huge snub. Huge snub. It was nominated for uh, Regina King for Best Supporting Actor, which is uh, very deserving. And it was score was nominated. Like, and I just mentioned that, which is also smart. Mm -hmm. But how is this not as good a movie as Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> I know. For I was like, this movie is God. much better than some movies here. Looking at you, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. <gasps> Uh, oh, all right, boy. so let's just do a quick go reaction. Um, Black Panther being nominated—that's fantastic. I think that's good too. Um, first Black time, great. A, first time a big superhero movie has been nominated for this picture. Yep, uh, it's a statement. Yep. Um, Black Klansman. <clears throat> yeah, it makes sense. Good movie. Good. I don't think it'll win. Uh, no. Bohemian Rhapsody has no business being. That's here. a joke. Uh, it's like that's like a throwback to oh here's a formula for the Oscars. That should not work yeah. in 2019. Nah, shouldn't be nominated. Yeah. Uh, the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Definitely in there. And one of the leading nominees, like it's got like 10 nominees, that and uh, Roma. Roma have, yeah. So those are good. Yeah. Uh, Green Book. <clears throat> I haven't seen it. I have a real bad feeling about it. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I need to see it to confirm or. I know. I don't know. like that I have this bad feeling about it, yeah. but I do as well. We'll have to do it and we'll do a pod about it. Yeah. Uh, Roma. That's great. Yep. It's a good movie. Uh, a Star is Born. Also, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. And a lot of people at work have seen it and keep insisting, Kirsten, I'm talking to you, uh, that I need to see it. Same. My uh, aunt keeps on insisting yeah. that I see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kirsten, your aunt, uh, we will. I feel, I, like it, I feel like it is a uniter. I've heard people say that they like it across the board. Yeah. Not, I got to um, say, the people involved, I'm not like amazed i'm not like except for dave chappelle's in it when i saw Did the trailer i was like i only want to see dave chappelle in this so we'll, ha we'll have to see that and do one yeah. too um and then vice you saw it what did you think of that um i i can see why it's nominated it won't win yeah i have no desire to see this movie but i know i'm probably gonna have to at some it's point. worth it it's good okay. um <clears throat> all right that is it. We'll come more with the Oscar omnibus probably the week before the Oscars. Yeah. We'll take all of our picks. I will say Olivia Colman is also nominated for uh, Actress in a Leading Role, and if she doesn't get it, I will um, set fire to the world. <laughs> That's a bit extreme. All right. That's, That's a bit extreme. I don't even know how okay. I begin to do okay. that. Okay. That's it. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, next week, we're talking about Roma. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, I look Got a lot of feelings. Yeah. Got a lot of feelings. Oh, this will be exciting. All right. Next week we talk like about Rome. Our feelings? Do you want to hear about <laughs> our feelings? Tune in to Cinebuds. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh Cinebuds is brought to you by do I is that what I say? I think so. Cinebuds, what do I say? Sponsored by? Sponsored by? Associated Bank? 
and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Yeah. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician, oh, Brent Nooski. Das Nusk. We, uh, Kenny Perez. Who's he? Mixes and masters this. That's fantastic. Thank you, Kenny, for listening to us so often. And, um... Soundscapes. Soundscapes. Sound- that's <laughs> it. Handcrafted so- sonic, inspiration sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Uh, thank you to the members from Milwaukee Film and also from 889 Radio Milwaukee. That's great. And thank you for listening. Please keep doing so.